why do we still believe we have this avatar of B2B buyers in our head as these boring people who literally cease to exist after 5 p.m.? Like, how narcissistic is that of us to not believe that they exist after 5 p.m.? They do. And what what are you doing, Hope? What am I doing? We're turning on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, or HBO Max. That's where we are. Hello, and welcome to Death to the Corporate Video, a podcast with tools and advice for how to make B2B video ads your prospects actually want to watch. I'm Hope Morley. I'm Guy Bauer. A couple weeks ago, I was watching Hulu with my husband, and we saw an ad for Asana. If you know, that is a project management software solution. And after the ad played, my husband actually, this is a real story. This sounds like a made-up story for the podcast. It's a real story. He turned to me. He was like, why would a software like that do TV advertising? Because he was like, most of the people watching aren't buying project management software. And I thought that was an interesting question. I brought it to Guy. We started talking about B2B on TV. And we thought, hey, this might be a good topic for the podcast. We can have this conversation and talk about should B2B companies be considering what's called OTT, over-the-top, or streaming TV advertising? Yeah, and before we get started, I really just have to say we need to talk after this show about authenticity because if (laughs) there was ever a fake sounding story it's that (laughs) i mean hope you don't need to make up stuff like i mean that just sounds unbelievable it's not authentic hope okay yeah because nobody watches tv with their spouse it's just (laughs) fake yeah and there's another one called connected tv ctv which i thought this is how i guess dense i am that people were obsessed with advertising on canadian tv because i think that's what they call it up there is ctv that's like their BBC, I'm pretty sure. So I was like, wait, why is everyone obsessed with Canada right now? It's no. They're like such a hot market right now. So there's OTTV, CTV. So CTV yeah. is actually, my understanding is CTV is actually the device. So your connected TV is your TV that connects to the internet or it's your Roku or like whatever you're using to stream your TV. OTT is the content itself. So like OTT is like what you're watching on Hulu or Peacock or whatever the an ad based content is. Oh, so I believe that is that is the difference. But when you're talking about the the advertising that you're buying at the end of the day, it's the same. It's for in some cases it matters because I believe Roku has their own platform that you can purchase ads directly through Roku. So that would be like through the CTV device of a Roku where people are watching other platforms' content. And it should be assumed this is all on IPv6 (laughs) with a device that uh, is interpolating data at a solid 50 megabyte per second. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm out. For the purposes of this conversation, what we're talking about is when you're watching not live TV, when you're watching Hulu, you're watching Peacock, you're watching any of those ad-based streaming TV you see ads, those are the ads and the ad blocks that you can purchase that we are talking about in this episode. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. And I think your husband is misguided and he needs to listen to this show because why wouldn't 
connected TV or streaming television be a great place to advertise on B to B. So that's the genesis of this podcast is should brands advertise, should B2B brands advertise on OTTV? And I will just spoil this whole episode and just say, yes, of course. And I will say my opinion is maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Point counter. So now that's, that's the conclusion. Now it's like, let's do a flashback and talk about how we came to these decisions. <laughs> okay, cool. So, and I do want to say too, we use Asana at Umalt's. And I am someone who makes software purchasing decisions for our organization. So getting an Asana ad served to me while I'm watching Only Murders in the Building is actually very excellent targeting. And then we do have a broad disclaimer on this episode in that this is not one of those like five tips that we've definitely thought about and that are for sure a thing. We're not giving five tips. This is more of like, this is so new that we're still... a opining uh this is an opining episode so it's like five opines about or five opinions right you, it would, yeah these are our thoughts yeah, as b2b thoughts. marketing and b2b advertising professionals, professionals of what we would recommend to a client or this would be the conversation that we'd be having with a client who might bring it up like hey what about ott okay so what do you i mean who wants to go first you go first. Yeah. So I'll talk a little bit about what I see as some potential advantages that you have as a B2B company looking at OTT. So first of all, I found a stat for 2021 that 85% of consumers in the U.S. have a subscription to some sort of video on demand service. So that doesn't necessarily mm. mean an ad based one that does include like Netflix, which currently does not have an ad tier, but are talking about introducing one. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about 85% of consumers in the United States, you are talking about the vast, vast majority of people have access to like one of these platforms and is a potential target for you. So wow. that is huge. And I would also think that 85%, I didn't find it broken down by age, but I would think, you know, millennials, that's my generation. We are moving into positions at these companies that we are making purchasing decisions. We are the people that you are often targeting now. And millennials are cord cutters. Like we've been talking about this for a decade. If you're trying to reach a millennial or like a Gen X audience, they probably are watching content through CTV. For sure they are. I mean, yeah. And and, you know, the whole thing in B2B is that it's a it's a committee and Gen Z is on streaming. So, I mm -hmm. mean, and Gen Z probably has never even heard of cable to Gen Z cables. They've heard of it, but it's a relic. It's like like rotary mm -hmm. phones. So to them, it's it's native. They've never known anything other than that. Yeah. So some advantages of advertising on OTT. So. A lot of the platforms like Mountain or like Trade Desk that sell ad spots on OTT, they at least claim very precise targeting and that you can get really great retargeting. So similar to when you're running social media ads that you can retarget someone who has already watched your ad. They say that they can do the same with OTT of getting that retargeting. I know Mountain actually allows you to upload your CRM to get like super precise targeting that they claim that they can find those people that you exactly want to reach. So maybe mm -hmm. that is how Asana found me on my Hulu. Who knows? Could be. Could be. Yeah, it makes sense. And if you think about it, so let's back up, though. 
so mm -hmm. you're unpacking. Wait, we're not going to do the whole unpacking bit, although it was that, was that was last week's episode. Okay. So I want to zoom out, actually. I agree with you. I think in theory, it's all great. And, and if you think about it, like, especially in the mindset where people are on their couch or in bed watching streaming TV, it's almost like it's a new territory that we can explore, even though it's such an old territory, like, you know, the TV. But I want to zoom out real quick and kind of answer Scott's question or I'll, I want to answer your husband's question. You can um, say his name that I okay. think that's, you know, public information. Okay. <laughs> I want to quickly give the logic of why I think the answer is yes. It's that B2B people exist outside of their office, Microsoft Teams, Zoom calls, and LinkedIn. They exist in 3D space. And so many times we think psychologically that these people are just, you know, talking to their kids in B2B language with, you know, talking about disparate silos and all this stuff. And, and that's not the case. They actually don't wear their suits to bed. They exist among us. They are among us, these B2B buyers. Their hope, you know, when... I listen to Bloomberg. I don't know if you've told you that, Hope. Have I you mentioned do listen that to Bloomberg every morning. They are the most boring people. You know, like they get excited when the VIX goes above 29. Like, then it's an exciting day. I mean, these are like, you know, and, and so they start talking about this HBO show called Industry. And I was like, oh, this is great. A nice, boring finance show um, that I could force my wife to watch. And we put on industry and it's like, holy moly, all it is, is like, it's like a little bit of finance and then just everybody doing coke and having crazy sex and like, and then like they go back to work hungover and then they just go party more. And like, it's the, it's like euphoria. Someone explained it. Like, it's like euphoria meets succession. So, but these are Bloomberg, boring Bloomberg people talking about industry, meaning they don't shield their eyes when the naughty parts come on. They actually <laughs> watch them. And so, like, why do we still believe we have this avatar of B2B buyers in our head as these boring people who literally cease to exist after 5 p.m.? Like, how narcissistic is that of us to not believe that they exist after 5 p.m.? They do. And what do most people do? From 5 to 7, it's like dinner, kids put them to bed and at like seven, seven thirty, eight. what are, what are you doing? Hope, what am I doing? We're turning on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, or HBO max. That's where we are. Mm -hmm. So that's my treatise or that's my overall thing of like, yes, of course, of course it's a viable channel anyway. So, well, and then hope you have more, you have smarter viewpoints than mine. Yeah. And I do think, you know, talking about it as that's where everybody goes. I think, too, thinking about B2B buyers with a lot of us working remote now, giving up the office, it's going to be a lot harder to rely on tactics that some companies have used, like direct mail or things mm -hmm. like, you know, it, it's going to be harder to reach people. So I, I wonder if some people have, you know, you don't want to be intruding on people. And I wonder if in some b2b there are some ad buyers who think well b2b you don't want to be coming into their home in the same way but 
now that we've all brought our office into our homes anyway, you know, I think that line has gotten blurred over the past two years. So I don't want B2B marketers to think that it's you're somehow intruding on people's private space if you're advertising your B2B product on Hulu, because we've already broken down that barrier of home and office. So as long as you're not, you know, insulting people in their home, I think it's fair to yeah to yeah. advertise to them. Oh, totally. I I see no. I mean, what's funny is I think the targeting is actually a little less creepy when uh it's like when i'm watching tv in fact it's like just more relevant it's actually serving me rather than creeping me out i think what this it means is that if i'm a b2b brand i'm asking myself well what do we put on this thing we don't have mm -hmm. any inventory of ads that are 15 30s 60s because most b2b brands don't do that they make co boring corporate videos explainers that go on for two and a half minutes so mm -hmm. this is going to cause, and this is great for, we're going to reap the benefits of, <laughs> uh, a cause, a huge revolution of B2B brands having to think in terms of 1530s, in terms of ad units, thinking in terms of ads, not videos. And so, and to me, creativity now is the X factor and that's it. That'll be like the absolute differentiator now is can your ads actually entertain and you know while someone's in a mode to be entertained that's the thing that's why i think this is actually huge when i'm watching industry i'm in the mode to be entertained i'm not in a mode to do work or anything else i mean i'm on reddit as well and i'm checking email constantly and i'm refreshing our google analytics but when i'm not doing that i'm in the mood to be we were watching uh, we were watching oh my gosh have you seen the rehearsal yet no i'm not a huge what's his name nathan, nathan felder Phillip. fan oh, he's so good oh my gosh it is so but you're I not the first person who recommended this to me it is just incredible i i can't describe it other than it's just insane and incredible but what's funny is like me and my wife love this show we're big nathan fielder fans and i look at like yesterday i'm on my phone my wife's on my phone i'm like is anyone actually watching this yet we like we're hearing it and we love it like i don't know most people are doing many things but anyway i digress when you're in front of the couch in front of the tv you're in a mode to be entertained i think it's it's a it's a it's an arena that's right the other thing sorry is that there's not a lot of inventory, meaning a spot break on streaming TV is usually around 60 seconds, maybe 90, but usually they're short. And usually it's, you get two ads, two thirties or like three twenties, you know? So mm -hmm. you don't have to compete with a lot of, a lot of different, you know, articles and stuff. So it's actually, to me, it's like, it's a great, yeah, I great play. I think that that's an advantage of OTT advertising is, you know, you can't skip them. You can't scroll past them. They're, they are being just served to you. So obviously you can get up and walk away and like go to the bathroom. But if you have a good spot that is engaging people who are looking to be entertained in that moment or, you know, they're still even if they pick up their phone and they 
open up Reddit or Twitter while they're on the while the commercial break starts, they're still hearing it. You know, yeah. it, it's still going to be getting into your brain and you're still getting that brand hit, even if you only have 50 percent of their attention. And it's not on mute. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that drives me crazy is social is mostly silent. And I know there's like uh, captions and all that stuff, but there's something lost on yeah. social when everything starts silently. Social like except even, for TikTok, yeah. Yeah, except for TikTok. But yeah, this one, it comes on full bleed. It's full screen, on volume. It's, you know, pretty cool. And I think one thing you were talking about how there's less inventory, so you're, you're only on there with you know, three other brands during that commercial break. I think as a B2B brand, if you do choose to purchase OTT advertising, it can make you look bigger than you are because it is less expensive than traditional linear TV, like mm -hmm. live TV. Mm -hmm. So it can make people might think if you're, for example, you're third in your category and you want people to think of you as the sector leader, if you're buying OTT ads, your audience might think like, wow, they must be... They must be doing pretty well if they're doing TV advertising. It can make people think that you are the leader, even if you're not in terms of sales numbers. There's just a different, you know, it has been 10, 15 years of transition from us watching NBC, you know, us watching The Office. Mm -hmm. New, You know, new episodes of The Office. That was like, what, 2007? I mean, you sat yeah, your butt like down and watch them live. So it's been it's been 17, 18 years since that. But still, in that brackish 18 years, I st still think what has remained is that there is a different vibe when you are seated in front of your big screen TV on your couch in your comfy pants. There's a different vibe than in front of your laptop when an ad comes on uh, social, meaning if we go back to my big thing, the medium is the message, the medium of an ad appearing on your big flat screen TV just feels different. It feels mm -hmm. more expensive. It feels almost like the difference between going to a theater and watching it at home. Like the theater is an experience. The same thing as your couch, your big TV. That's a different experience. And you're showing up as a brand in just a more... I can't even describe more panache or what's the word? Uh, it just feels more prime timey, you know, mm -hmm. that your brand is prime time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a way to stand out from the noise, too, of social, especially if, you know, when I sit down on on the couch to watch, I'll stick with only murders in the building because that's my Hulu show right now and there's ad breaks. So when I sit down to watch that, I'm dedicated for 30 minutes that I'm going to sit and watch that show, right? It's a little mm -hmm. bit different than if I am just trying to take a quick mental break from work and I get open up LinkedIn and I'm only planning on being on it for three or four minutes just to like scroll for a minute and then go back to work. And then I'm really mm -hmm. more inclined to scroll past ads because I'm like, I got like two minutes here. I'm just scrolling. I don't want to see your ad. But once I'm sitting on the couch and I'm really dedicated myself to, no, 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 this is all I'm doing right now. And I've allotted this block of time that I'm going to be entertained and consuming content. It's, it's just a different mindset. Honestly, 
this episode is really good because I'm like, oh, we should totally be on CTV. So maybe this is a seamless segue into the, the cons, but uh, mm -hmm. it is expensive, yep, relatively speaking. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're comparing it to, tra so there's two ways. You could either look at connected TV as actually pretty cheap uh, if you're used to broadcast, broadcast. prices, mm -hmm. but if you're used to social prices, I believe Mountain starts at around ten or $15,000 a month minimum. Mm -hmm. So it is a heavy sum for mm, a depending lot of brands. Depending on what you're Right, depending on what you're doing. Is. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's why OTT started out. It was all the consumer brands that always did broadcasts are the first ones who really dove into that. You know, you still get a lot of car ads and I think people who are traditional broadcast advertisers are still a large portion of these streaming advertisers because they mm -hmm. have the ad budget for it. That's where they're going where the people are. So, yes, it is expensive. Maybe. But, yeah, <laughs> depending. My other big con, and this is where I come in on my maybe if B2B brands should be on OTT, is all these ad buying platforms promise really precise targeting. I have not seen any independent verification of how good any of this targeting is. So I'm a little bit skeptical about how accurate it is. I think we all know that there's a lot of loss in general digital advertising, which also claim really high precise targeting. We all know there's a lot of ad waste there. I think OTT, we're still going to see a lot of wasted ad buy. I keep telling Guy this, that we, in my household, so I've been married for seven years, been with my husband since we've been together since 2010. One of the most common types of ads we get on our streaming TV is dating apps. So for some reason, either it's because of the content that we're watching, we have been somehow misidentified as a household that is interested in dating apps. All those apps that are currently paying to be showing up on mm. my TV are completely wasting their money. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you also said you get like stuff in And Spanish I did recently well. get a Spanish ad. Yeah, yeah. That just happened once that it was like an AT&T ad, but it was in Spanish and not a Spanish-speaking household. When we were at the uh, B2B the Elevation Ignite. Ignite Conference. What is the name of this? They've got too many the, things. The Ignite Conference, we, the Elevation Awards, which okay. we happened to be a winner. Okay. But Ignite. Uh, Ignite 2022. Yes. I was talking to a guy who works in one of the tech companies that create audiences for platforms to purchase and he was saying what they they do it's like it's kind of like this alchemy of ip tracking ip addresses track uh, tying them to physical mailing addresses and then trying to outsmart vpns and dynamic ip addresses so apparently like your ip address changes every whatever it could be every few days or months or whatever so, but it it changes within a range so basically there's all these ai computers at work trying to figure out who you are and like tie you to this range of ip addresses and all this stuff and again i'm this is all anecdotal or whatever unproven but uh, to me it's you know if you need a whole company to do this 
And uh, it's probably sketchy at best, you mm-hmm. know, how accurate everything is. I think maybe your IP address changed dynamically and that IP address used to be tagged as a Spanish-speaking pe- household and then it went to yours and, and they think that that's you or it could be like people moved. So, yeah, I agree. I think uh, the tracking and targeting, but I mean, still to this day, like, you know, targeting can only, it's a 50-50 chance if it can identify you as a man or woman. And that's just now, today, like on the Mm -hmm. web, tracking and all that stuff is like, is it dubious? Is that the word? Yeah. And even with, with OTT specifically, too. So, like, even if with your IP address and all this tracking, they get the right household. So say I've been identified and tagged as a potential buyer of Asana software. So great, they found me. But they don't know that I'm the one watching at that moment. They could be just reaching my spouse who doesn't make purchasing decisions. They could be Mm -hmm. reaching my kids who are watching TV. So even if you have the right household with your targeting, you know, you still might not be having the actual decision maker that you're trying to reach is the person watching when your ad airs. So there's risk. Well, and I think, you know, to all the CTV platforms credit, what I think they're, why they're saying targeting, because it's still better than targeting versus broadcast. I mean, in broadcast, there is no targeting. And at least with CTV, there is some targeting. So it's still more efficient than broadcast. But I think that's why the budgets go up, because you do need to spend quite a bit to account for all that waste Mm because you will waste money. Whereas if you advertise on LinkedIn, I mean, it is virtually wasteless. If you can really dial in your audience, there's very little waste. There still is, but it's, there's very little. So yeah, it's not going to be as targetable as LinkedIn with their first party data and, you know, all that stuff. Well, and because on LinkedIn, people are self-identifying as what they are. So it's easy to say, I'm looking for people with this job title. And people have said, this is my job title. There's none of that guesswork. When you're talking about other digital advertising or with OTT, no one is self-identifying as someone who's in market for your solution. Correct. Correct. Now, once Apple gets into it, now that's... and, and, And what's funny is I think I keep seeing these charts where Apple turned off cookies, but then their ad platform has skyrocketed because they're basically... They're They're still selling all your data. (laughs) Yeah, they're exploiting it. So now if Apple gets into the commercials game, now you're buying ads through Apple. Does Apple Plus have commercials? Apple Plus does not, but I'm sure I can see them eventually opening up an ad-supported tier, just like Netflix. I believe Hulu still shows you ads even if you pay, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, same as Netflix. It's like an ad-supported tier. You can pay more to get rid of them. You could pay more to get rid of them. Right. And I think I heard Disney is also going to do an ad tier or even push ads on subscribers. So, I mean, it's where it's going. It's so funny. It's like, it's like. We've reinvented cable, really. It's a reinvention of cable. That's all it was. It was like a lift and shift migration to the cloud, basically. (laughs) Digital transformation, yada, yada. And that's it. And we're still, and I guarantee if you add up all your subscriptions, you are paying now more than ever than you ever paid for cable. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. No, I don't think we actually are, but yeah. Oh, what are you talking about? 
Oh, I bet if you add Because cable is like 80 bucks a month. I don't pay 80 bucks a month on streaming TV. But you have to pay for internet. Yes. But you used to pay 150 bucks for internet and cable. So let's bring it back to OTT advertising. Yeah. So let's sum it up here. We've kind of... This is episode has been a little bit more over, all over the place than some of our recent episodes. But I think, you know, we're still figuring this out. We bet our listeners are still figuring this out, too. But in sum... So some advantages of B2B companies advertising on OTT, most of your target audience, most of the people you're trying to reach have some sort of streaming TV that they're watching in their home. The ad platforms advertise that they can get really precise targeting for you, including retargeting abilities, just like on other forms of digital advertising. You can make yourself look a lot bigger than you are. People can't skip your ad. And, you know, Brand awareness is good. You know, getting more, getting your name out there. Like I said, B2B purchasing decisions are made by a committee. So getting more people to know your name. You know, why did Salesforce decide to have a Super Bowl ad? Because they mm. want people to know that they are your go-to brand, right? For CRM. So there are advantages, some disadvantages. It is expensive, not as expensive as national broadcast TV, not as expensive as your Super Bowl spot but more expensive than a lot of digital advertising is. And the targeting is questionable. So we can't verify how actually good it is at this point. It's expensive and there's probably a good amount of waste in that targeting, despite what the buying plat platforms claim. Yep. Yeah, I think that was a good summation. I have nothing further to add. I rest my case. I mean, I would say... Like I said, you said it's a definite yes for you. I say it's a maybe. My main maybe is, you know, if you're trying to reach a really niche audience, if you're not a Sana or Salesforce that really can accompany like a really wide audience of B2B, you know, then maybe you wait until the targeting gets better. But if you do have a product that you have a lot of companies, if you're trying to get more into small and medium-sized businesses, I say try it out. See what happens. Yeah, I think that's actually good. Actually, like a year ago, we were watching, uh, we were like watching Tubi and Tubi is completely ad supported. It's free. And we kept getting this ad for this like super niche. It was like an API connector. It was like way downstream of like computer programming, like something that is incredibly niche for even computer programmers. So like mm -hmm. way too niche for streaming. And it was like, they weren't even speaking English. I mean, they were speaking English, but it was like all tech jargon. Yeah. Like, As an average person, you did not understand it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're right. Like that is way too like far down the funnel. Like, yeah, like that's not gonna work on, on connected TV. I think the way to think about it is, is broadcast it is broadcast plus or um, broadcast max or broadcast. Well, you got, yeah, you got to put a plus on it when you're talking <laughs> yeah. about streaming TV. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I think probably the general rules still apply broadcast, but you do get that extra layer of targeting um, mm -hmm. that can help. But I think it's it's still not going to be like totally niche targeting. So yeah, yep. but I think it's a great thing, you know. And, and look, look, what have we learned about marketing? is that there's no one channel. Yep. There's no one ad. You should do many things. There's no one thing 
that will make you a billion dollars. There just isn't. It's a, it's like a quilt, you know, you need a little bit of, you need a little pattern. And so, uh, yeah, it's one more thing. Yeah. That's worth trying out. That's worth trying out. That's right. Well, thank you, Hope. Thank you, Guy. And thank you, listeners, (laughs) for listening to today's episode. If you have any thoughts about whether B2B companies should be advertising on OTT, hit us up. You can find us on our website at umalt.com. That's U-M-A-U-L-T.com. Or you can find us on all the social media channels at Umalt. Or on, you know, Wednesday nights, you can find me on the couch watching Hulu. And we're clear. All right. Cool.